Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insights, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, Help for Toxic Relationships. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, and we're going to be talking about this absolutely true, absolutely infuriating and frustrating thing that hijackals and all narcissists purposefully misunderstand you. They do it on purpose for their own control and their convenience. And it's a demeaning tactic because it shows how little they care about you and how much they care about themselves. So you don't feel safe around them. And because they're deriving benefit and pleasure from making you uncomfortable and wrong. Now think about that for a minute. Are you with someone who derives benefit and pleasure from making you uncomfortable and wrong by purposefully misunderstanding what you say, what you do, what you want, what you need? Well, if so, you're very likely with a hijackal, and I'm sure that you're listening to this podcast because you know or think you might be. Have you had the experience of feeling like the person in your life, the one that you think of as a difficult person, a hijackal, a person who is not on your side, wants to purposefully misread you, purposefully misunderstand you, and does it really to drive you crazy? Well, you're probably right, because that's what they do. They have a way of taking the words, hearing what you want, turning them and into something else. And then it is frustrating. So I wanted to bring this phenomenon to you to, to confirm that what you are noticing is highly likely to be true. They are purposefully misunderstanding you. They're purposefully deflecting from what you're saying to go in a direction that they want to go, preferably in a direction that makes you feel a little second-guessing yourself and questioning your sanity. They feel like they've really accomplished something when they do that. They're very pleased with themselves. They have, again, triumphed in their own minds. But for those people who are in relationship with them, whether it's a parent or a partner, a friend, sibling, it's crazy-making for sure because you don't feel like you're being unclear. You don't feel like you're misspeaking. You feel like you have said exactly what needed to be said, and they are not taking it on board. So I put together a few examples of what they, they're doing. So you say something, and they focus on the wrong part of the message. You want to know why they're doing something, and they give you a description of where they were last night. Um, 
they they're constantly deflecting and trying to be in charge of the topic of conversation so they are purposefully misunderstanding you because it is inconvenient for them to consider what it is you're saying and they don't want to ever be at fault so therefore they are not going to enter a conversation that might end with them feeling as though they've been blamed, which you know just ends in either the silent treatment or a rage. That's what happens. So another thing that they may do is they'll turn it on you and tell you you're a poor communicator. You know, uh, you might have said that, but I gave up listening to you long ago because you just talk too much. I am not interested in listening to all that chatter. And if you think I should remember something that you say, you're just not that important. Now, whether they use those exact words or that's their message, that's their point, is to deflect and deny and distract from what you want to talk about in order to have the upper hand. So another thing they might do is they'll complain that you didn't explain it well enough. So it's your thought, your fault. It fell through. If you had been clearer, we wouldn't be in this mess. You know, so they they purposefully deny what it is that you have expressed for their own interests and to win as we know, all hijackals want to win in the moment. Now, for those of you who may not know my term hijackals, it is my trademark term for people who hijack relationships for their own needs and purposes and then relentlessly scavenge those relationships for power, status, and control. And this is one of the way that they scavenge for control. Is you say something, I don't like it. It might not fall in my favor. So I am going to purposefully misunderstand you and redirect the conversation somewhere I feel safer, preferably somewhere where I have power over you or I can make you wrong. Is that sounding even more familiar now as you begin to realize that they do indeed purposefully misunderstand you? It's not that you didn't explain it clearly. It's not that you didn't give them the details. It's not that. It's that it's inconvenient to, for them to respond to what you said or to take responsibility for things that they agreed to. Another thing that they will do is they misstate what you said you wanted and tell you you don't remember what you said. So they misunderstand you on purpose and then feed that misunderstanding back to you as your fault. This stuff really happens, doesn't it? I'm sure that you have many times when you've questioned your sanity about something like that. And it, it could be, you know, you said, I'd really like to go to the steakhouse. And the narcissist feeds back to you. You said you never wanted to go to a steakhouse. And then there it is. It's on. Now, I'm sure you've wisened up to this, but I just want to make sure I state it clearly. This is why you find a way to put all facts in texts and emails to these people. 
because they received it. Now, they don't care that you put it in a text, in an email. In fact, they may even complain that you did. And we expect me to look at this all the time. But you do those things for your own sanity. So you have your own clarity. You have your own record of what happened. And if push ever comes to shove in a court, you can bring out things that are in your text messages. So that's an important thing. Another, what they do is they make it, Everything so it points back to you, what's inconvenient for them. So they don't listen. And then when they don't get the, the information, they blame it on you. And so they will say something like, you made it so I missed our child's doctor's appointment. And you told me the wrong time. No, you probably told them exactly the right time, but they didn't want to go at that time. So very passive aggressively, they do what they want to do and then blame you after. Now, I've written two books on passive aggression. If you haven't had a look at them and you don't understand it, it's so important to understand those things. Um, so you can find those um, those books. You can find all of my programs at relationshipprograms.com, and that'll help you. Um, find everything that you need. Relationshipprograms.com. You'll find my courses. Everything is there for you. So it's a simple matter, an easy way to uh, see what you need to see. So <clears throat> it's frustrating because you can't prove that you said something verbally. It's all in the wind, if you like. So get in the habit of confirming things by email or text. And that gives you a trail. Now they don't like you pointing out to them that there was an email and they agreed to it. But you do it again, as I said, for your own sanity, for your own clarity. Because when you get emotionally involved, which is what they want you to do, they want to get your emotions moving and get you second guessing yourself, get you on your back foot, sputtering a little bit, wondering if you did in fact say what you think you said, they're enjoying every minute of that. And so it's important then for you to have clarity in the text to say, no, it's right here. Now you don't do that in a blaming fashion. You just do it. Oh no, no, actually I did. I checked my texts. So it's an important thing to do. Another what that they do is they deflect and distract to avoid those facts. They they like to use emotional facts, but not real facts. So they like emotional facts are a really important thing to notice. They particularly use them in court, but they like to use them anywhere they are when they're not getting their own way. And it's a term that was defined at the High Conflict Institute this way. Emotional facts are emotionally generated false information accepted as true and appearing to require emergency action. So it sounds like this. They'll say in a court of law, in the divorce proceedings, they will say something like, well, as you don't like the kids anyway, I don't know why you're, why you think that you should have all the custody. And they hope that the court is going to listen to have all the custody. But 
when I prepare attorneys in the cases for my clients sometimes, I teach them all about emotional facts. So they go back to, oh, excuse me, before we talk about that, I'd like clarity on as you don't like the kids anyway. That was an emotional fact thrown out there that was heard by the court, heard by everybody. But if it goes unchallenged, it will be accepted. And it's not focused on. And you know they throw emotional effects all the time. If they're not getting their way, they'll say, well, you don't like me anyway. Or you never wanted to be a parent. Or you don't pull your own weight. They will throw anything at all at, at to get you emotionally engaged in the misunderstanding. And to be upset about it. And like I said, if they can get you on the run, that is a win to them. They love the idea that they have that kind of power over you that they can get you running. So purposefully misunderstanding you is something that is a tool in every hijackles box. Because it's to their advantage, they think, and they believe that it's crazy making and that they think gives them an advantage. So when you stop and think about it, hmm, how does this affect me? How does this work in my relationship? Am I getting upset about these emotional facts or about the fact that I'm being misunderstood? Or am I taking those four healthy steps back that I talk about so frequently and observing? This is, in fact, what happens. It happens over and over, and I take the bait. I try to prove that I'm right. I try and and uh, say how sorry I am that they misunderstood. They can get you on your back foot so much that you're apologizing for not doing something that you actually did. And when you get to that stage, that's the time to stop. Take those four healthy steps back and say, let me think this through from way back here so I can see the whole picture, not just what I'm up close and focused on. Because they will purposefully misunderstand you to create confusion. So why do they do it? Well, one reason is that it derails the conversation from what you wanted to talk about. So you have an agenda, maybe nothing big, just maybe simply making a plan for Sunday afternoon. And they don't want to be held down to a plan. So they derail the conversation. They want to talk about something different. Oh, we don't need to do that. Um, I don't know why you want to talk about it right now. You're just, you're just over planning everything. Let's have a little spontaneity in our lives. Anything to make you wrong and to back you away. So they will not engage with you in an honest way. They will misunderstand your reasons or your desires, even though they're positive and good for everybody. They will do that on purpose. So if the topic is not convenient to them, they will then start talking about something different. And you will begin to recognize that this happens frequently. Another why they do it is that they 
want to get to safer ground for themselves. So they redirect the conversation to what they consider is provable safer ground or something that they can yell at you about and hopefully make you cower some or threaten to leave you or threaten not to speak to you again or whatever it is that's in their uh, playbook for threatening you. And that again, like they simply want to misunderstand you. Another thing that they, why they do it is they're, they want to get you upset. They want to get you frustrated. They want to get you infuriated. Why? So when you blow, when you rage, they can accuse you of abuse. Now, I did a whole program on reactive abuse. That's what we call it. When they poke and prod and provoke you and you finally take the bait and you get angry and then they accuse you of being abusive. So go and look up that episode. You can find it anywhere you like, um, where you like to get your podcast, but if you don't have a place that you particularly like to get your podcast, you can get you can go to um, saveyoursanitypodcast.com and you can find it there, saveyoursanitypodcast.com. And while you're there, think about going to patreon.com slash saveyoursanity and you can support the program with a one-time or a small monthly donation, patreon.com slash save your sanity. And thanks for that. Many people do it and I so appreciate it because there's lots of costs associated with the podcast. So <clears throat> you're beginning to get some uh, light bulbs going on about how they purposefully misunderstand you how that all works and why. So the last thing I said was they want to poke and prod and provoke you so that you will get upset and you will get angry and then they can accuse you of being emotionally abusive. And maybe even they can poke and prod you physically to make you be physically pushing them away. And all of that is just to have another way to make you wrong. Another why they do it is they want to make you withdraw and shut down so that they can feel they're in control and dominant. So if they misunderstand you and they argue with you that they're right and you're wrong and you're saying, but I just wanted to do something nice for us. No, 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 no. What's most important to a hijackal is that they have power over you. And so they can't happily let you be right. Every now and again, of course, they want something, so they love bomb you, and you feel like, oh, there's a glimmer of hope. There's a little feeling of being an equal in the relationship, and you know you'll never be in an equal relationship with a hijackal because they will not allow it. But there will be moments, and don't see them as the way the relationship is. Those are just glimmers of hope for them to get something they want. Now, I know this sounds harsh, but hijackals have an agenda. It's an agenda that is very much based in getting everything they want and giving you as little as you want. And that's just the way they're hardwired. That's just the way they've developed in life. 
And it's highly unlikely that you'll change them. And they certainly are not in the market to change themselves. So the truth is that when you understand that they purposefully misunderstand you, you don't want to get caught in that anymore. You want to take those four healthy steps back and say, hmm, here we go again. I'm purposefully being misunderstood. And you might even affirm that. You know, I feel like I'm being purposefully misunderstood, so I'm not going to discuss this any further. And that gives you some way to set the conversation down, anchor it, and then hold on to the boundary. I'm not going to discuss it further. So they want you to shut down and move away so they can feel powerful. And they want you to second guess yourself and back away and feel, oh, it could have been. You know, I've talked about that before in other episodes, that hijackals love to use plausible lies and plausible denies, right? They like to tell a story that could happen. It's a little bit off what really happened, but, you know, it's plausible. And so if they can get you on your back foot thinking, did I, did I really tell them that? Did I ever say that to them while they're accusing you of doing that and saying that to them? They have got you on your back foot because you're thinking about it. You want to be firm and know that you didn't. They're doing it because they're purposefully misunderstanding you. So there's quite a few things that this is based on with them. They must, must, must direct the conversation. And they must be in charge of the narrative, of the story. They are the ones who decide how the story is told. They work actively to avoid blame. Hijackals do not take on blame. They will get furious or they will shut down or they will come at you with a vengeance, but they will not. They're petrified of blame. It's like garlic to a vampire, supposedly. (laughs) Blame is that way to a narcissistic person. They don't want to take any responsibility or have any accountability, so they purposefully misunderstand you. They will not allow themselves to think they ever made a mistake, so it must be your fault. So therefore, they purposefully misunderstand you. They have a need to always be right. So if they misheard, they're not going to own up to that, and they must have power over you. And one of the ways they do that is they enjoy contorting you, provoking you into feeling angry or confused or hurt because it affirms their power over you. If they can confuse you, if they can make you angry and maybe even get to the place of reactive abuse, if they can hurt you and your feelings are hurt and you're upset or crying or you've withdrawn, It affirms their power over you. Now, I talk about it so often about episode 115, the three must-haves of a healthy adult relationship, but know that you will not get those three things in a relationship with a hijackal because those are the three things that scare them the most. So know that their control of the narrative equates in their mind to their control of you, and that is paramount to them. That is super, super, super important. 
So they purposefully misunderstand you to push you over the edge, to upset you or to shut you down or to confuse you or to add to the chaos. So see it. Don't confront it because that doesn't work. You know, that's why I created the personal weather report. That's why I talk about not never poke a hijackal because confronting them in the moment is not going to work well. But you need to confirm and affirm and validate yourself that, hey, I know I said that. I know I brought that to their attention. I know that I do not feel safe here. And here's another reason I don't feel safe, because they are constantly trying to change the narrative by misunderstanding me. And then they want to shape you to believe them. They want to get you questioning yourself so you will start to depend on them and then they will gaslight you. Yeah. And then the vicious cycle goes round and round and round. So, as I said, texting offers proof, not proof to them because they, they don't want that. That just makes them angry. But proof to yourself that you did, in fact, convey information. And if you are... Uh, leaving a hijackal, texting, and all the texts that you have can become very important. Also, um, if you use some kind of online device like Talking Parents or Our Family Wizard, where you are actually communicating with a hijackal via email and text, and it's all recorded in the program, very, very helpful for court admissions. But basically, the topic is all about how they purposefully misunderstand you. And I'm sure I've said those words at least 20 times, um, but really get it. They are doing it on purpose. They're not obtuse. They're not dumb. They are not not hearing you. They are manipulating what's going on for their own win. And they can do that by saying, oh, you never told me that. And you know very well you did. But if you bite and you get upset, you know it goes nowhere good. So I hope this has been helpful to understand that they truly are not having your best interest at heart. They have theirs. They want to be in control. They care about themselves. They care about having that position that is unquestioned in the relationship where they have the most power. So you don't want to challenge that because it never works to your advantage. You want to observe that. Four steps back. Wow, there it was. Purposeful misunderstanding, purposeful redirect. Hmm, now I see it. Do I want to live with this? Probably not. Do I need to set a boundary? Probably. Does that boundary have to be non-negotiable and have strong, actionable consequences? Yes, indeed. So think on these things until we talk again. Take very good care of yourself. You matter. You're precious. And I hope that you will demonstrate that to yourself until we speak again. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence 
for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with $1 or $5 each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Also, learn more about how to work with me by a video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting EmergingEmpowered.com. Talk soon.